How's it going, folks? This is the Under the Lights podcast presented by Danimals Baseball. Here today, joined by my two co-hosts, Brandon Roberts and Jaren Kobashigal, with special guests, Creighton Utu Bang Bang, Saruta Gaspar. How's it going, Creighton? Good, good. Uh, thanks for having me, first of all. Man, I was asking to come on for a while and excited. Excited to get after it. Yeah, excited to have you here. Uh, Creighton is a, a new member to Danimals. Came on uh, this summer or fall? Summer. Summertime. Summer. Officially um, summer. And has kind of stepped into our recruiting coordinator slash Utu Bang Bang hit the ball over the fence uh, specialist. Um, how's it been since you, since you joined the squad? Uh, I mean, I enjoy it. Like, I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> I was asking B-Rob for a while to, to come on. To, uh, just why, for, why didn't you let him? We had 30 guys at the time. So <laughs> a lot of dicks. No, the one time he came out was when we needed him. Cause we had <laughs> no, but, like, and ever was, since then, dude. Yeah, super or clutch. Like, uh, it was playoff time, and uh, I was just texting B-Rob. And I was like, hey, if you guys ever need any guys, uh, let me know. And then one playoff game in, and the rest <laughs> is history. But, uh I enjoy it, man. Uh, it kind of helped me reignite that fire and love for baseball that I have playing with Hell you guys, yeah. you know. So, uh, they give you different. chicken skin, man. Yeah, a <laughs> little bit That's different cool. setting, right? Not, not as much pressure and stuff like that, just because they go out there and play ball with the boys. Yeah. Well, Creighton's kind of stepped big into uh, some shoes at, at Daniel's Baseball. We're happy to have him, and um, sorry that we, Brandon couldn't bring you out earlier. <laughs> I don't know what that's about, but, dude. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Sorry. But, uh, no, Creighton's been a huge, huge addition to Daniel's baseball, both on and off the field. Like I said, uh, you know, big offensive presence with us. Um, but also the off-the-field stuff, uh, bringing some guys in. You have, I think, by far the most connections yeah. uh, amongst all of us within, like, you know, the high school baseball it's landscape. Like ages, too. And then, like, even, even guys that are, you know, out of baseball already, you kind of have uh, some, some reach there, so... Uh, we love having Creighton out. It's, I think it's a it's a fun time there. Um, I'm gonna just pass it to Jaron because this first little segment here is uh, something that you put together, right? Yeah, you know this was a uh, Creighton ex- definitely expressed his interest in wanting to come onto the podcast multiple times uh, in person, online. You know, <laughs> just everywhere I look, it's like Creighton texting, texting <laughs> when am I coming on the podcast? So. Uh, we did a little bit of extra research on you. You know, we. Not we gonna means lie. Jaren. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. We dug into your social media. You know, we, we, did a, we did a background search on you. We had the government run it for us a couple weeks back. That's why you know we were delaying your presence here. But um, first of all, it's 139 days away from Creighton's birthday. That's so um, creepy. <laughs> <laughs> July 18th, Creighton is turning uh, 24. 26. Oh, 26. Yeah. Hey, 24. Were, I was about to freak out. You were way off. I said, 20, I said 25. What did I say? You're a 2013 grad, right? 2015 grad. 2015 grad. Yeah, so it's supposed to be 2014, but I stayed back in 2015 grad, yeah. Okay, well, 139 days away. Do you have any early birthday plans? No, um, I actually don't know my plans. Hey, use the mic, buddy. For, oh, sorry. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know my plans for the summer. Uh, might be coaching, might just be staying home. Uh, obviously, going to try and still play ball as much as possible, but nothing too crazy. Okay, well, you heard it here first, uh, first folks. Uh, Creighton doesn't have any birthday <coughs> plans, so, you know, uh, if you want to, like, schedule maybe, like, an Ice Palace birthday party or a Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> or something, that would be fun. I think fun. they're closed down still. Maybe a Danimals baseball game on his birthday. How about that? What if we have a game? Yeah. What day of the week? Oh, we, prob- we probably will. It's July 18th. I don't oh, know what day Jesus. it is. Yeah, I don't know what day it is, but <laughs> hey, if we do... 
party. Party, yeah. After. Party at the at Alawai. You know, like <laughs> UH baseball is party at the less. We got the party at the Alawai. <laughs> party at the Y. Um, no, but Creighton, um, we like to do, uh, we like to actually share a little bit about our players on the Danimals podcast. And that's sort of the reason why we started this was to, you know, explore the lives of Danimals players. And, um, I think I, my earliest like memory of you is probably from that Manoa summer fun, um, that experience, your mom, I don't know what role she played in it, but I'm sure she was very high up. Yeah, so my mom was uh, the director at Manoa Valley District Park for 20 years, I think. So uh, so she was in charge of Manoa Summer Fun, and obviously I was there every summer. I had no choice. So, Right, so you were, uh, what's it called, like a junior leader or something like that? <clears throat> I was a kid to a junior leader to a leader. Oh, you, yeah. the full Yeah, the full I did the cycle. full circle, yeah. They asked me to, they wanted me to apply to be a director, but I shut that down. I was, <laughs> yeah, that's not for me. But, yeah, full circle from a kid all the way to a leader. Love that. Wow. Yeah. In the community. <laughs> Try my best. For um, the kids, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you have more fun doing, like, during the summer fun? Was, was it more fun to be a kid, a junior leader, a big leader, or, you know, whatever leader? Uh, I think it's all pretty different. Uh, as a kid, you kind of just you just go there and play, right? A uh, junior leader takes a little bit more responsibility, watch over the kids. Um, and then as a leader, you're in charge of everything. So uh, really different levels to it but i would honestly have to say like being a kid obviously excursions like playing games like dodgeball kickball um all those things were really great times for and building those uh, you know relationships when i was young for sure i still have talked to most of my friends that i went to summer fun with we still hang out obviously a little bit different now we can do different things but <laughs> uh, yeah i really enjoyed being a kid probably the most i think that explains a lot about creighton's like personality and character is very like you know, very approachable, like friendly, is easy to get along with, and maybe that stemmed off from a very early age, maybe? Uh, that's actually the opposite of what people tell me. People usually tell me that I'm unapproachable. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Creighton? And I was trying to figure out a time. That ties in perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out a time when I could, I could tie this in, but as I mentioned just a couple minutes ago, we uh, did a little bit of searching through your Facebook all the way back oh, to uh, the 2000s, uh, 2010 era. Jeez. And uh, back when, you know, giving TBHs on social media was a thing. And I have to get your thoughts on this because I was scrolling through your Facebook, man. And I was seeing a lot of TBHs. You're super eras. You're, <laughs> you're so eras, Creighton. Oh, my gosh. You're so mean. Creighton, what was going on back then? So uh, I can't tell you what other people feel towards me, but I can only assume that um, – I went to a very small high school, so obviously, Francis, right? yeah, St. Francis, obviously not a high school anymore, R.I.P., but um, R. I. P. I went to a very small high school, so I feel like you're either really liked or really hated, and there's no <laughs> in between, so I feel like uh, I'm being just the 40 kids in our same grade, our same, see the same people every day, like, it kind of, you know, eventually people start to not like each other, but um, I, I feel like most of the times they were just lying, but <laughs> I, it I was T B H were lying. Yeah, I mean honestly, feel. like they they answered it right, so they have to like have wanted to tell me something, but I don't know. Maybe I feel like I don't know half the things you've ever said like before high before high school and during high school is like completely different from the way people see the world now. Like what what I did and said in high school does not reflect at all what no. like 
I am today. So yeah, we're just we're just lucky that you had all of this just nicely laid out <laughs> for us to just go through. And by us, I mean me, of course. <laughs> You're a stalker, dude. <laughs> we have to do our research on our guests, man. But that was a little more than research. Thorough research. That's what I call it. I mean, that was um, ten years ago, man. Like close the yearbook, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, Creighton, so you went to St. Francis, right? Um, was there a decision behind that? Because you know, coming from somebody who obviously enjoys playing baseball and other sports, um, while you were there, I don't think the baseball program well, it was in it was in its infancy. I, I should say it was like kind of the very start of uh, St. Francis's presence on the baseball field. Um, so, like, what went into that decision, or was that kind of forced upon you, and how did that go? So, I actually started my freshman year at Roosevelt High School. So, I actually oh, I enrolled I in Roosevelt High School. I played preseason football there as well. Huh. And halfway through that freshman football fall season, my mom just decided to send me to St. Francis. Uh, it's a pretty quick conversation, I'm not going to lie. One week, she was like, hey, have you ever heard of St. Francis? I was like, no. And she's like, well, you start there next week. <laughs> so, uh, it was kind of a, just a decision by my mom uh to send me there and when i went back there i went from freshman ninth grade back to eighth grade so that i'm Mm. supposed to be a 2014 grad oh because you went to private yeah ended up being a 2015 grad because i repeated eighth grade there do you know if that's common like my brother in hawaii or is that like throughout the nation well you get like the img academy guys right yeah okay actually take another year in high school right so my brother was at a catholic school then he went to st louis and he got held back at st louis yeah yeah. oh i know in hawaii it's pretty like standard practice right yep. so so you went to st francis for four years and then obviously baseball was like getting its first start at st mm-hmm. francis and you know me and jan went to marino so we had a lot of uh games against you folks yep. and i remember it was uh you know it, it to me it looked like the folks that could play ball on, on the on the squad st francis could get easily frustrated with just the fact that you know there were a lot of guys that maybe didn't play baseball in their lives or just getting into it and um just wanting to hear from you how you were able to like keep your composure with um not getting too fed up with like man i throw this ball to a guy in the chest and like it hits him in the chest and then you know (laughs) dribbles away um because there were some innings that like man it it almost was exhausting for us on the offense to you know you do you never want to see someone struggle that much on a baseball field and um you know in reflection i think it might have took a, a ginormous amount of like you know humbleness and the ability to stay composed you know and patience <laughs> that's what i was looking for Thank um you. yeah well i was there for all of marinal's three peats so <laughs> you're welcome uh, <laughs> you're welcome for your state championships uh it's kind of funny, too. I actually just thought about it right now. And I think I asked B-Rob, like, when Donald first started, I was like, who's on that team? And I think he told me Marino guys. And I think that's why I banged the idea of ever playing with <laughs> I was like, uh, I mean, fresh out of high school, right, just starting yeah, college. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, like, Marino, I hate those guys. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was difficult. Um, I think my, my eighth grade year, I was ineligible, so I didn't even wasn't even allowed to play baseball at all, which is very tough. Uh, kind of just – did school and just did whatever. Uh, my freshman year, I was I played varsity all four years, but um, my freshman year was tough because we played everybody back then. Um, right, there was right. No D2, that. D1. So we're playing St. Louis, we're playing Punahou, you know, we're playing Kamehameha. Guys like Keenan Lum would roll out there. He threw like a perfect game, no hitter against yeah. us. Like we're facing like KJ Harrison guys, you know, so a uh, lot 
different being a freshman and then having to roll into that varsity level right away. Um, but I guess for me, I didn't really take the reins of the team or wasn't really looked at as like a role model for the team or a captain until my junior year. So freshman, sophomore year, I kind of well, just... kind of think it's hard to step into that role yeah. as like, you know, a freshman or sophomore. Though. Yeah, I mean, we had guys that never played before, but right. obviously they just, they're older. Like, they're not going to really like care what I have to say. Yeah. So um, freshman, sophomore year, kind of just went about my business as best I could. And junior year is really when I we started to take off. But that was the year that we went to D1, D2. So I remember my junior year, first team, uh, all ILH, second base. Uh, we actually you were finished. second baseman? I yeah, played second base, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little heavier now. <laughs> yeah, um, second base. Uh, then my senior year, voted team captain, and we actually had our best year that I was there, I remember which that. was yeah. nine and nine. So obviously, still not great, but um, we were making progress. And but if you could have looked at your freshman year squad to your senior year squad, there's a huge amount of improvement and growth, and you know. So what I think was a huge factor was we actually got a new coach. So mm. my freshman year of high school. Uh, Kip Akana actually became our um, head coach, and he brought in some uh, new coaches, and it was completely new staff, completely new program, and kind of built it from uh, the ground up. So us being the younger guys, he was able to coach us all the way to our senior yeah, yeah, year, yeah. kind of build us up. Obviously, they got really good towards the end, won a state championship right before they closed down. So right. I think that was the, you know, the uh, it was finally coming to fruition what uh, he planned, and uh, I always take credit for their championship because I'm like, man, we we set you lay down the we, foundation, we, right? We went 0 and 14 for you guys, you know. Yeah. What I mean, like we did. I didn't win a single game till my junior year in high school. So yeah. it's like you know we took cracks from everybody, and I mean everybody. So but there's something to be said about like that sense of humbleness that you feel going 0 and 14 yeah. or you know having a terrible season like you learn a lot about yourself a lot about your team like how you're going to bounce back from that what the dynamic is in the locker room and stuff like that so um, I think for a lot of folks that play on squads that are just you know running away with dubs every year it's you don't you don't get that sense of camaraderie that you get as a you know 0 and 14 team or a 2 and 14 team and then like coming into yeah. a state championship squad I think yeah I mean playing with the same guys from my freshman year all the way to my senior year and kind of starting to see the success that we did a little bit um we were actually lucky enough to beat Marino three out of five times that year my senior year <laughs> Jaren what is <laughs> they won the state championship Do you have any uh we won the series well I I, I you had, were starting right that year uh, 2015 you had to be you had yeah Creighton beat me out for I guess uh, <laughs> oh, <LH. laughs> the, the, yeah second baseman position because I think I was playing middle infield at that point but um, yeah I mean my recollection of St. Francis I didn't I didn't actually know that uh, the program was like started uh, like from scratch when mm -hmm. you got there so uh, my recollection of playing St. Francis was that it was never like a game like we took for granted um, from my perspective, like I started playing more consistently my junior year, so your senior year, um, and yeah, I remember like we would just never take the the light blue jerseys for granted. Like that's all I remember really from playing like St. Francis. But you know, if you say you beat us three out of five times, look it up. Check the stats. That's something that like I, I mean I I don't hold that but like you know it's something that shows like we made some progress you a know, lot of like growth getting yeah. swept every single year to actually now winning a couple games against the state champs so something that we I, I hold close to me for sure and i think that i think that played a big role in marinal actually um progressing through the state tournament like to face that adversity um 
early on in the season during the regular season i think it really grounded that squad um because the two years prior right 14 and, or 13 or 14 uh, we had like a lot of success and not too many um, difficult, uh, adverse times. Um, but I think you truly get the sense of a of a squad once they, you know, face that adversity and then try to overcome it. Yeah. <coughs> Was it the same like on the football field as well at St. Francis? No. <laughs> um, short answer: No. I actually never won a football game my whole high school career. Wow. So that's like yeah. Fact check that too, because yeah, <laughs> you would you would have beat Mariners squad if we had one. <laughs> I mean, we unlike baseball, football was you play everybody no matter what division two, yeah. division one. You and we, I imagine yeah. St. Francis, you're playing both sides of the ball. Yeah. Too. Oh no, I told them I'm good. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so I only I was actually a strong safety my senior year too. Uh, so I played, but I played in the box a lot. But yeah, yeah. I mean, going against guys like. You know, Davis uh, from Punahou, like, you know, Captain Kamatule, like, you know, you're not Tua from St. Louis. Yeah, like, we're not going to see too much <laughs> success. But, um, I mean, I enjoyed it. I actually uh, had to hang up my football cleats a little early in my senior year because I went to Arizona with Team Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So I missed the last three games of the season uh, focusing on baseball, trying to, you know, progress my career. I think that turned out well for you, though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> now that I look back at it, I'm, I'm happy with the decision. But I do miss football. Was there ever a second sure. thought? I don't think I took football seriously no. enough to make it to the next level, to be honest with you. It was always, I always had a feeling like baseball was the reason why I was going to go to school. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's cut time here for, for a quick commercial break. Uh, well, on the other side, we'll continue our chat with Creighton. Uh, stay tuned for the second side of Under the Lights, presented by Daniels Baseball. Growler Hawaii, Uncle Bill, Josh, Jake, Uncle Al, thank you for the support. From quality craft beverages, uh, delicious cuisine to a quality ambiance, Growler Hawaii is the place to be for your 2 p.m. hangover relief. Experience the best quality American beer at our craft beer pub in Honolulu, located in Kapahulu near Waikiki Beach. It is a go-to place to sit back, relax, and enjoy handcrafted beer made to perfection. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Uncle Bill, Uncle Al. Josh and Jake. How's it going, folks? Welcome back to Under the Lights, presented by Danimals Baseball. Here joined again by two of my co-hosts, Jaren Kobashigawa, Brandon Roberts, who looks like uh, he's out of the bug's life or something. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> and Great special guest, uh, Creighton Saruta Gaspar. My name is Mr. Coach. We're just going to continue our talk with Creighton and uh, we were talking a little bit about St. Francis and just want to get your thoughts. You know, St. Francis unfortunately had to close down recently. Um, what did that mean to you? I know that's got to be, you know, pretty tough not being able to go back and, and see some of the high school facility facilities and, and some friends and faculty and stuff like that. How did that impact you? So I always thought that uh, I would actually come back to Hawaii and coach baseball at St. Francis, mm. uh, being obviously in my high school, but obviously not a reality anymore. But um, the first thing that I thought of, honestly, was uh, – I didn't know if my high school diploma was valid. <laughs> I like having to submit like my school records like from high school and stuff, and stuff. like that. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was worried that I didn't have a high school diploma, and like I still oh. can't find my high school diploma. <laughs> so and there's no way for you me heard to it here, one. folks. Creighton didn't graduate. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, no high school diploma for me. Um, yeah, but. Uh, it's also sad. I mean, uh, obviously, made a few connections over the years in it being there five years. Um, 
and there's no high school reunion or anything like that. Yeah. That's, you know, I was kind of looking forward to, like, going back there and seeing how everybody's doing. But um, obviously not the case anymore. And a lot of my friends have moved to the mainland, actually, too. So i uh, kind of sad about it. But at the same time, like, it is what it is kind of thing. You know, uh, they kind of put themselves in a hole with, uh, with football and things like that. So uh, sad, at least, but... At least they went out with uh, a few... Uh things to celebrate yeah. i think they had a few state championships that year like women's basketball mm-hmm. i think won and um men's, baseball won and men's volleyball men's won volleyball yeah. yeah it was rigged <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know creighton i i just i want to publicly apologize because uh we had this sort of awkward instance um i was doing some research for my job at espn and i was trying to look up all these athletic directors and I stumbled upon St. Francis on, I was like, I followed like a Wikipedia page, so that was my mistake. But I was looking, I was like, oh, who's the St. Francis athletic director? I was like, oh, I know Creighton. Oh, it's Creighton. This was like this this past year. I was like texting Creighton. I was like, Jesus. who's the athletic director for St. Francis? And he's like, bro, are you serious? <laughs> I was like, oh, is that a stupid question? He's like, yeah, the school's like <laughs> closed down. Yeah. It's not there anymore. I was like, oh. My bet, yeah. So I just want to apologize. <laughs> so it's all good. It's uh, all good. I was thinking about that as you were going through that. So you remember episode one, Jaren, when you said you wanted to be portrayed as the humble person? Yeah, uh, your true character is coming out. I think. <laughs> I know. I I like secretly knew right that. Yeah, hundred percent. I knew Saint Francis. Yeah, I just, I just texted you out of the blue, right? <laughs> 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 that's actually funny. <laughs> that's, that's so mean. That's jacked up, man. <laughs> that's so mean. I think. <laughs> I think regardless of, you know, St. Francis's status as a, a school, I think you left a, a pretty lasting impact on um, your legacy there in, in, in high school. So I think you can hang your hat on that. Yeah, I mean, I hope I can only hope. I don't know, uh, according to my Facebook page, <laughs> <laughs> all my high school classmates <laughs> here. So here is the same. <laughs> well, I mean, like nowadays, right, HPU coach, Coach Coach, Mr. Coach Creighton. Mr. Creighton Coach. <laughs> Mr. Creighton Coach. Uh, now doing some work with HPU. What, what do you do for them? So I'm the strength and conditioning coach there at HPU for their baseball team. And um, help with the infielders. I uh, was super blessed with the opportunity. Uh, it kind of just fell at the right timing. I was actually thinking about staying in California to do strength and conditioning. Uh, ended up moving home. And that was right around the time that Dane got hired. And it just kind of fell into place. Uh, so I went on a coaching trip with Hawaii Elite. Uh, I was at the airport, and Dane actually called me, and he was like, hey, got some word that you would be interested in this strength and conditioning position. And I was like, oh, heck yeah. Sign me up. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah of course, <laughs> man. So really blessed to be there right now. And it's actually really funny. Uh, HPU's weight room is actually St. Francis Gym now. So no, nope. oh, full is, circle. Uh, yeah, HPU's Whoa. weight room. I was yeah. just going to ask because I, I, I saw a few clips on Instagram of, like, what looks to be a, a jail yard uh Weight room out at Kehi Lagoon, yeah. like he's got K-E the rusted, <laughs> rusted uh, uh, plates and stuff, and you know it's very humbling. Yeah, I mean rustic. We do the best job possible with the things we're given, and I think. Well, I think it builds a lot of character. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I think Dane has really, you know, made a already an immediate impact on the program. Uh, kind of bringing his toughness and his character, his morale, you know, um, to that program and. Our guys kind of embrace it, you know, like it is it is prison style. Like we are deadlifting in the bullpen or arm barn, whatever you want to call it. In the damn sun. Yeah. <laughs> and we are using rusted plates, rusted bars. We have only two squat racks. But um, 
it gets the job done, man. And our guys have done a great job of really embracing that grind, embracing that, you know, just that adversity that they have to face, you know, being a smaller school. Uh, they don't shy away from the challenge, and I'm really proud of those guys, how they're really grinding through the season so far. I think it brings about, uh, like, a newfound energy, a newfound appreciation for the game, and it, uh, I think it really showed, especially, you know, game one of the season, uh, homeboy goes out yeah. and, and throws a pe- perfect game, perfect game yeah. right? Shout out to Jack, Ryan, a phenomenal job. Um, and yeah, we had some some angels looking down on us as well. That game is so um, really. Dude, how was how was like, how was looking at that, watching that game from from the bench and like realizing what was unfolding in front of you? So he was working extremely fast through five innings, and around the sixth or seventh, uh, me and one of our assistant coaches, Carlos Ramirez, were sitting next to each other. And we both kind of just looked at each other and we were like, hey, don't say it. <laughs> like, you know, like we we kind of just looked over and we were like, hey, we know the rules, man. Like, you don't talk about it. Like, let's just, just, let's just, get, yeah, down, yeah, just get through this. So um, Ashcon did a great job calling pitches that game as well. Jack doing a very good job executing. Shout, shout out to Kyle Laugan, too, behind the plate, man. Uh, they did a phenomenal job. Defense makes plays for them, too, as well. And we were able to get that perfect game. He was actually – Jack didn't even know – he threw a perfect game. That's awesome. He was more excited about the 10th strikeout of the game versus <laughs> the perfect game itself. So um, it was amazing to watch. I mean, first time I've ever been a part of that or seen that in my lifetime. So have any of you guys been, have any of you guys been a part of the a no-hitter or anything? No. Um, my freshman year, we were actually getting no-hit by, <laughs> by, by Chapman. Um, it's actually a pretty funny story, so I'll go into it a little bit. But we were getting no hit through like seven innings, and um, like we just didn't know what to do. Couldn't touch the guy, couldn't pick it up, and so like literally four to five batters in a row just laid down bunt. <laughs> and you know, first guy lays down a bunt, and the pitcher threw it literally out of the stadium, <laughs> like over through the first baseman, and it didn't just hit the fence in the back; it like went out of the stadium into the parking lot. <laughs> uh, and then so r- r- run around second, and then another bunt threw it away and they're scoring and so we just bunted and actually got no hit during that game but but won because <laughs> the pitcher couldn't figure they were it all out errors, that's all yeah right. it was all unearned runs and stuff so uh that that was the only no hitter i guess i've, I've been, been a part of a no hitter but not a perfect game so that's yeah. different he had, i think like a hit by pitch or something no yeah but, but oh. no i think it's just it's just cool that <laughs> I think it's cool that, you know, you have a new regime, new coaching staff, and then, you know, first, first, game, first yeah. game out, like, you really get the sense of that, uh, you know, commitment by the by the players to that new coaching staff, embracing the new culture, and it speaks volumes to, you know, what you folks have put together there. I think it's really cool. Yeah, um, I mean, I believe we have something special there for sure. Uh, I mean, only the beginning, so we're excited to be a part of it and see where it goes. And Creighton, we I need a mic. Thank you. <laughs> we just want to. At some point, a, we'll be able to afford another mic, right? One one day. Uh, yeah, one day. Uh, but we do want to give a shout out and you know ask how our guys are doing. Zebo and Diego, how are they doing? Yeah, former so, animals yeah. or present animals, you know, I guess. They, they started with us, and look at them. They're now playing college baseball. Yeah. <laughs> D's actually uh, is in the, the tie for the most home runs on our team so far. Let's go. But obviously. 
one was inside the Parker. So I mean, give I mean, if you want to give him credit for that, but we can't give him credit for that because that means he was running hard. <laughs> I mean, Diggs can fly, man. But um, yeah, so he actually is tied with the two home runs for the lead of our team. Uh, Zebul's actually been pretty big for us in the back end out of the bullpen, and he's actually looking like he's throwing pretty firm right healthy, now. Just got healthy, right? Yeah, just got healthy. He had a little back problem, but. Looking good, man, and he he's throwing extremely hard lately. So, Dan was in, in in the pros, or I don't know. That's like Dan was in the college ranks. It's it's pretty special to see some of our guys yeah. doing some really cool things out there, man. They said they both were looking forward to the summer too. So. Hell yeah! <laughs> Can we talk about that actually? How Diego's a pitcher now because of Dan? Diego has logged an inning for <laughs> HPU baseball. For those of you that don't know, Diego has never pitched in his life, and one day the Landon Higa day actually. <laughs> The notorious uh, two-thirds of an inning, nine earned runs given yeah. up, Landon Higa. The inning. one that came in to close the game was Digo. And ever since then, he's been getting, yep. some, he's been bullpens. getting some bullpens. He's actually logged an inning. So, yeah, he's actually going to be big for us down the road. We, we it's crazy what so. the animals baseball does to you. <laughs> Like, well, like, I mean, you only really allow for that opportunity playing on a squad like the Daniels, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think Diego might have had a, a chance to get an inning on the mound unless if he was playing for any other team. And I think that opened his eyes to, oh, man, I, can, I think I can be competitive doing this. And so I think that brought about some conversation, and, and luckily, it, you know, they took him up on it. And it's, it's just pretty cool seeing something like that come full circle. Yeah, so, you know, we... HPU guys, if you're watching this, uh, <laughs> we got your coach on here. You know, we know a couple of you guys. We'll see you guys out in the summer as well. <laughs> if any of you infielders, catchers, or outfielders want to give, give a couple of innings on the mound, uh, you're more than welcome to with the Danimals. Get your uh, pitching career started here with us. <laughs> no, but Creighton, um, just because I was a little curious going back to uh, the moment when, you know, you said you were looking at your coach on the bench next to you, uh, thinking about the perfect game but not saying it it made me think about like superstitions because baseball is you know baseball players are very superstitious very as superstitious very superstitious as a coach do you I still carry certain superstitions when you you know are coaching or like uh, like going into a game so it being my first year uh kind of trying just different things it was very really tough the first weekend swept right with the perfect game uh so the following weekend, tried to do the same exact things, and we ended up losing the series. So then tried something different this past series, and we ended up splitting. So still trying to find that that little things that, you know, I, use, I do use the same socks every game so far. Oh. So I you actually, wash them? Yes, I Good. wash them every, after every game. But uh, I actually did use different socks on the last day of this past series, and we got blown out. So I changed my socks mid-game. And then we actually <laughs> you changed dude, it mid game. Mid game, I was like, "This ain't working." We got <laughs> so I actually changed my socks mid game. Um, made it a little bit more competitive. We ended up still losing, obviously, because we we're getting blown out. But um, kept the socks on for the second game, and we actually played pretty well. We gave up. We well, I lied. We gave up nine runs in the first inning, but we came back with seven. Then we went uh, put up a zero, and we came back with three. So. We were winning 11-9, uh-huh, yeah. uh, but the game was called due to them having to catch their flight. So I think I'm going to stick with catch the same socks uh, for now and see what happens. They have to call the game because they have to catch their flight and not just... Yeah, push, so Hilo push. had a flight, uh, I guess. That to to Hilo of all places? <laughs> Bro, that's 30-minute flight. So, Take a canoe. Yeah, they uh, called the game for a time limit, and we ended up not playing the fifth game of the series. So it just chopped <laughs> up as no, 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 contest, no contest. Yeah, so I ended up splitting 2-2. That's so weird. 
I don't get it. <laughs> like, why schedule the game if you know you're not going to play it? Well, the first game ran long, and then the first two endings of the second game were, like, almost two hours. I've also never heard of a five-game series. Yeah, well, we, nine and seven well, I think runs with, the like, way eight pitching changes. Yeah. I don't know. I was looking at your schedule, and, like, you played, like, a couple non-conference game against a conference opponent, mm-hmm. right? And then, so that's what they're piecing So the together. first two were conference games, which we both won. So right. two and all in conference, and then the next three, or next four, whatever, were non-conference games. Yeah, I think a lot of colleges are doing that now because of COVID, and they're wanting to limit some of the travel restrictions. and Or not restrictions, but limit the amount of travel you have to do. And so I know, like, my old school way of college is, is playing a lot of like conference opponents but considered non-conference games which is like the weirdest thing yeah. to me i think it's to also help fill the schedule right? yeah, 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 yeah more games more a better opportunity later on or rock paper scissors <laughs> you can go oh, okay um um i was gonna <laughs> whatever <laughs> peace out um going back to your college days creighton uh, you went to four colleges in five years. Started off at the uh, Limestone yeah. College. Got the freshman 60. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> we'll put up a picture right now. Oh, tough. Um, but <laughs> tough. <laughs> I, you told us that you ended your senior year of high school around 170, 175-ish. Went to college. I saw on the Limestone website that you were... Right around 225. Those are never accurate. I was like <laughs> well, 5'10", 170 on okay, my college profile. Would you, for weight though, wouldn't you want to underestimate more than overestimate? So isn't no? They want they want to they want to show it as tanks. Heavier, yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, so what were you actually? It was probably around 215. Oh, okay. So added 10 pounds or so, yeah. Okay. You see someone weighs 235, you're already scared. You see <laughs> <on the> roster, <laughs> you just think he hits bombs, but but big big picture, Creighton. What was the journey like going to four colleges in five years? And, you know, tell us about that. Embracing and that do you have a favorite of the four? Um, I would honestly have to say my favorite is... Sorry. sorry. You want me to take this out? <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> no, no so, sorry. Because be, because Brandon just, like, put it to my oh, mouth. Okay, anyways, I, uh, sorry. I would say my favorite is probably William Jessup. Obviously, finished my career there. Was able to be a part of uh, back-to-back conference championships and actually going to a regional, you know, one game away from going to um, w- chance to win an Addy. So, uh, obviously, a great experience there. I met some of my lifelong friends that I actually co- – one of them I coach with right now is Ash Khan. Um, so, able to make some great connections there. They had a rich history of Hawaii kids as well at William Jessup. So. I was just about to say, I think, like, there's a lot of kids that – Get an opportunity there. Yeah. Um, the Capono Decker kid we played against growing yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He went so to just with him. He was actually my roommate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But um, out of high school, yeah, I went to Limestone University out in South Carolina. Obviously, completely different from Hawaii. Yeehaw. Yeah. Out of my out of my comfort zone for sure. Um, was able to go there, kind of experience something different. Uh, halfway through the year, decided like it wasn't for me. I uh, wanted to move back somewhere closer to home. I uh, was looking at junior colleges. I actually initially wanted to go to Feather River, well, another JUCO rich with Hawaii kids, obviously. Um, ended up going to Butte, uh, same conference, so I was able to still play against a lot of Hawaii kids uh, out in there in Chico, and that's a different animal <laughs> in itself, too, Chico, California. So It's a party city. Yeah, yeah it's so, wild. I mean, I'm sure if you look at my profile picture from that year, too, I'm a little heavier as well, <laughs> but um, for different reasons, obviously. But um, then I ended up going to Yuba right down the road, uh, another junior college. 
And then the head, well, the assistant coach at the time at Yuba was actually good friends with the head coach at Jessup. And that's how I kind of got it connected. We played them a lot during the fall, too. So three California schools? Yeah, I was able to put together some good at-bats in the fall uh, scrimmages that we played Jessup. And, uh, you know, eventually ended up there um, with Jake McKinley as my first head coach. Obviously not there anymore. He's with the Brewers organization, uh, player had de- player development guy. So great guy to know. I loved playing for him. And then. Trevor Payne took over, which was his his assistant, uh, and, you know, stayed there for three years after that COVID, the first COVID year being my senior year, and then uh, getting a chance to That's go back crazy. for my sixth year. So I was a sixth-year senior, yeah, long road. Super, um, super senior. Yeah. <laughs> I was able to get my master's degree, though, with uh, my six years at Jessup, so. A super Saiyan senior. <laughs> What'd you get your master's degree in? Oh, kinesiology. Uh, I can answer that. Oh, okay. oh, oh, yeah, go ahead. What is Jesus. the research? Jaren knows what your is, bio better than you, dude. I think so, we have uh, a few questions uh, from, from Jaren. I, I think he pulled, like, your profile <laughs> and was like, oh, kinesiology, exercise science, and so. His uh, LinkedIn profile says uh, master's degree in kinesiology and exercise science from William Jessup University. And... Uh, we were a little curious if uh, the education stuck, so we prepared a couple <laughs> of kinesiolo- k- k- kinesiology-related questions uh, for you. That's first, tough. first one is, uh, what structure limits wrist extension? See, if I don't get these right, I might get fired. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you know, like, they're gonna, Dane's going to watch this and be like, you don't even know what you're talking about. What, what are we doing? For for legal reasons. The hip bones connected <laughs> to the leg bone. Do you guys remember that Hannah Montana episode? The, no, I don't okay, think yeah. I've ever watched yeah, Hannah Montana. I was going to say I hated Hannah Montana. But um, for legal reasons, the last uh, 30 seconds of the podcast have been cut out. <laughs> we will now continue on with this regularly scheduled program. Creighton, I, I had surgery on my shoulder uh, t- 2016, like junior year of college, or in between my sophomore and junior year of college. Um, as somebody with an exercise science background, kinesiology background, what are some of the ways you are helping your athletes stay healthy on the field and, and use yourself staying healthy on the field, you know, still playing to this day, playing with animals and some other competitive, you know, AJA leagues and stuff like that? What are some of the things that uh, come to mind? So I actually have a torn labrum in my throwing arm as well. I have a slap. I had a yeah. slap tear repair. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I actually tore my labrum my sophomore year in high school. But never got surgery on it, so I still have it. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, so I still throw with my torn How do you wipe? Um, how do I wipe? Back wipe or back wipe? <laughs> back, 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 of course. But, um, uh, yeah, for me personally, I uh, do a lot of mobility and stuff like yeah. that. Um, it was really interesting to kind of, you know, being the strength and conditioning coach on a college level, extremely different from training, like, kids and stuff like that as well, or even training myself, um, was – and especially with limited resources, uh, we do the best we can. We try to keep it compound movements, especially in season. Uh, we kind of cut the intensity down for sure. We're just trying to maintain all that strength and power that we build over the it's fall It's like break. fall is the build-up. Yeah, and then winter break, they were, we really got after in the weight room. I was able to give every, everybody a program. Uh, everybody put on 5, 10 pounds of muscle. Uh, they came back. We're just trying to maintain that as much as possible. Stay away from injuries. So do a lot of little, little muscle things. We uh do a lot of back, a lot of scap retraction things, trying to keep those shoulders healthy, a little more mobility. Um, not too many overhead exercises is the biggest thing. Uh, we do still bench and stuff like that, but no overhead press. Uh, you know, we try to keep it very little of that, that kind of stuff. And if we are overhead pressing, we're making sure we're moving our body in the right direction, uh, making sure we're using our whole body versus just the shoulder itself. 
and kind of strengthening all those small muscles as well too so uh, I think I mean our guys have done a great job of embracing the program and stuff like that and I think everybody's kind of starting to see results on stuff like that yeah if uh, there are any high school ball players young ball players or folks in college your best ability is availability if you're hurt limits your opportunities you know um, guys get to step up in your absence and then you know that role is taken over keep your body healthy take care of your body and it starts really early on you know um stretch for sure yeah Make you know sure it's something you that i took for granted a lot was you know making sure that i was stretched out well or warmed up well and you know maybe my shoulder turns out different if i take that a little more seriously but really hammer that home like being able to stay on the field is valuable do you have any like quick tips for any like young guys who you know guy, or guys who are still playing that th- things that they can do right yeah. now? Um, yeah, I mean, sh- mobility. <laughs> hit, up, hit up Coach Creighton <laughs> well, for so your I'm, personalized. I, uh, <laughs> I'm also a personal trainer at UFC gym, so if anybody ever is personal training <laughs> at UFC go. gym, Honolulu. Uh, but yeah, mobility, like you guys said, mobility and flexibility is huge things. Uh, kind of don't want to take that for granted because you're gearing your body up for that you know explosive movements you know stuff like that so flexibility and mobility a great thing uh always strengthen that core too core is everything you know uh, help stabilize your whole body so and then never skip leg day if you're a young kid and trying to play sports never skip leg day and that that was so hard to do for, <laughs> for me you know it it was all about getting the dorito body um, <laughs> that, that, i mean in high school for real it was like legs was like for real i mean like Maybe it was, like, socially, like, influenced because back then, like, it was a joke to do legs, essentially. Yeah. But growing up, I understand why it's important. Fun fact, Ryan, Mr. Coach, used to work at UFC Gym, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. He used to make like uh, 20, smoothies. Yeah, like, <laughs> armbar. Yeah, armbar. armbar. Like, right out of high school, I, I, I worked there for just a free membership and then, uh, like, the next summer. So, well, anyway, let's let's take it over to a break. We'll, we'll hear from some of our... Uh, for some of our sponsors here on the commercial break on the other side stay tuned for under the lights presented by daniel's baseball featuring mr coach creighton the baseball gear you wanted and need handled and delivered to you with aloha aloha caps and aloha mitts founded by the everett lau a d1 infielder and emerson lau the business and uh, digital savvy brother aims to bring high quality hats and mitts to the islands of Hawaii. You can find them on Instagram at Aloha Caps with a Z, Aloha underscore Caps with a Z, and Aloha Mitts. DM them for any inquiries or purchase intentions. Welcome back, folks, to Under the Lights presented by Danimals Baseball here with Jan Kobashigawa. We have Dr. Evil and in, in the shades here. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Coach Cray. Welcome back. Um, wanted to just get your thoughts about the, the Danimal season. Um, first year out with, with the squad. Love having you out there. What, what were your thoughts? I think you were originally part of uh, a D2 squad and then came over to uh, the D1 side of things. But you know, there's not really much of a difference between like strikes, the level of competition. Maybe I'm misspeaking, but uh, may, I don't know. What was your impression of the Daniels? Uh, shout out to One Down. It's the D2 team that I play for. <laughs> so uh, One Down. Uh, looking for a merger. I don't know. Now nah, we'll see. Uh, I probably <laughs> will float time between summertime. One Down and Daniels. Uh, 
But um, my recap of Donald's season, man, I loved it. I, I enjoyed coming to the yard every day with you guys, man. You know, like, it's nice having to just play first one inning in that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, cause, uh, I, I don't think you guys knew that I caught, though, so. Oh, we do now. Yeah, <laughs> now, yeah, now we do, but uh, not so. Not looking forward to catching much with animals, but uh, well, if I have to. But uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, obviously, fell short in the championship game or whatever. But uh, shout out to Nunu, two home runs. Uh, <laughs> they won three two. I think future shark. Right future there. shark. Future shark. Uh, but I enjoyed it, man. It was a good time. I thought we have a great squad. Uh, good chemistry, man. It's it's always a good time out there. Uh, one down, correct me if I'm wrong, is like a collection of a lot of the guys from Manoa. Like, yeah, so a lot of Roosevelt guys and uh, childhood friends that I play with and one down. Um, we had a rough season, but I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was fun. It, just like uh, the animals, uh, we all come out, you know, like and have a good time and just, you know. I think this league in, in particular, you're not really looking to like, yeah. you know, go all out and win a ship, right? It's just about having fun with the guys in the dugout. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah. Would you want one down to move to D one eventually, or would you want? No, nah, I think we're. <laughs> I, think, I think we're cruising in D two. I mean, gonna, what's gonna happen if Danimals makes a D two team? You gotta choose. Why would we? Why would we make a D two team? Because the Danimals franchise is ever expanding. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, well, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> I mean, like I said, merger, man. We could always have a merger. Mr. Coach is going to offer you a lifetime contract. Just throwing that out there. We'll I'll talk about the money later. But I will accept. <laughs> All right. Should we move on to the rapid fire? Well, I want to ask, uh, before we get into the rapid fire question, um, you know, this year in the fall we debuted, or maybe late summer, we debuted the new baby blue jerseys. Um, and uh, unfortunately, we fell a game a day short of Creighton being able to you never rock. got to wear it? Rock that no, jersey. I didn't. Yeah, I think it came yeah. in like the day, the day after, after the game. <laughs> but but the the question I have was, uh, you had something written on on the back. Um, can you explain that to the fans? So uh, my one down jersey also has Utu Bang Bang on the back, and uh, we got <laughs> our jerseys, our one down jerseys, the same year the song came out, and I was we were all just trying to think of names that we put on our back. Uh, Shout out to one of our other guys is like Mr. Pole Bender, you know, like, <laughs> you know, so we all just kind of thinking about things and that song was playing. And I was like, I'm, I'm just going to rock Utu Bang Bang on my jersey and um, pick, picked a different number this year for Donwells, though. Uh, went with number 69. Uh, specific for, reason? <laughs> I just feel like Utu Bang Bang and 69 <laughs> uh, go play well together. But um, yeah, uh, originally my jersey said like three to four days. <laughs> and, then, like, <laughs> and then for some reason i'm waiting for it six weeks later so um kind of but i'm also kind of upset that i didn't get player of the game <laughs> what what Jaren. is what is what is the uh the argument there what, what happened? i mean i was two for three with our like our only two ribbies what and who would they give it to that i think game? we give it to ren or no we run screamer we give it to b-rock because b-rock stole home yeah, I didn't even Was know. Was I there? Yeah, that was the one. I, w- I didn't know I was player of the game. You guys called me over and gave me a cookie. It was against Hamlet Department at OOI. You so gave me a cookie. We might have to uh, check the footage, man. my second apology check to the footage. on camera <laughs> This right is now. just Jaren's apology tour <laughs> podcast right we, now. 
the decision ultimately. for the fans out there it's uh, really jaren's decision on who gets <laughs> no. player of the game and screamer of the game so it's uh, uh it's, decision, it's basically all your fault the decision gets uh it gets vetted by upper management and i think that day we might have forked it up uh, <laughs> i did i did uh the reasoning was i did take myself out early of the game what? Oh, did you leave early? No, I just oh okay. I just I took like myself safe. up because my back was sore. Yeah, you know, <laughs> one of the reason, one of the things that we need a criteria for player of the game is to finish the game completely. So uh, maybe maybe that's why. Jared's character development is hilarious. <laughs> this episode, man. I'm just I'm just, just painting yourself yeah. as the villain, you, man. You, you know what, Creighton? Uh, that'll make it all that more sweet when you come out this summer and you get player of the game because we know what's gonna happen Whoa. this summer. My only goal for the fall was to not get Screamer. So well, there you I, go. I'm, yeah, I'm successful. Happy with that. Yeah, you were. I mean, yeah, I mean, some guys, you know, they don't mind the Screamer, but it's not that bad. I, I mean, it, well, it pays off when Ren gets it every week. So like, he's the go-to. Yeah. We, you hate to see it. Yeah. Shout out Ren man. and Reese and Cole. Shout out Reese, man. We're gonna miss you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this will come out a little later than uh, than you leave. But uh, Reese, if you're listening to this, uh, good luck in Vegas, my guy. Yeah. Good luck, Reese. All right. We? Well, I think yeah. Let's go ahead and get into some some rapid fire questions. This is a recurring segment here on Under the Lights, presented by Animals Baseball. B Rob is gonna hit you up with five rapid fire questions. Whatever comes to mind first, go ahead and spit it out, and we will cut out whatever you like because <laughs> <laughs> this can prompt some uh, unwarranted answers. Yeah. Question number one: Do you have more career flyouts or groundouts? Oh, well, flyouts for sure. Right. Flyouts or strikeouts? That would be a tough one. Uh, I think flyouts. Flyouts. Is there a reason behind the elevate and celebrate? I mean, I just try to hit nukes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even even in the open league that. now, I just trying to hit nukes. I mean, we played at Jessup 315 down the line with the wind blowing out. Yeah, hit the ball in the air. That is a launch pad. Yeah. We could clip in that um, Todd Peterson LSU clip uh, <laughs> when uh, he was getting interviewed. He's like, dude, I'm a pitcher. I, I just want to go up there and hit you. to lose. <laughs> All right. Question number two. We know you're a big golfer. You have a bucket list golf course anywhere in the world? Ooh. Like, you have to play this before you die. One course. Uh, I'm not, I don't know many courses, but uh, I did want to golf every course on the island. Before, like, I uh, actually done golfing, or before, you know, I give up golfing because I'm old. But uh, we're going to Maui to golf. Shout out Sheridan, AJ. Yeah. But hopefully we can get there. But uh, yeah, I just want to golf every course on the island I once. Island or state? State. State. Well, stay tuned. Just since you said that, um, we are in the works planning to try to host a Danimals oh, yeah. we didn't open tell you about that. golf tournament. Stay tuned for the details come late summer. Or early summer, I should say. That's in the works. All right. So question number three. You and Ren seem to have this approach where you swing at the first pitch no matter what. What goes through your head when you don't swing at that pitch? I honestly automatically think I'm getting out. Like Just sheer, <laughs> just like, sheer just, panic? Just sheer like, oh, I messed up. Like, I was like <laughs> Most of the time, I'll swing if it's Remotely, anywhere yeah. close. Like The only time I won't swing is if it's in third. Honestly, and it's you know it kind of paid off towards any the pitch, or does it have to be a fastball? Oh, any pitch, anything. Just, yeah, we're just <laughs> first, we're just happy. first pitch. Yeah, first pitch. Got it. That's a strong approach. That's a Danimals approach. approach. That's yeah. A... I mean, like I said, it paid off towards the end. I actually think Ren got more hits in the four weeks we were doing that than he had his whole <laughs> career. So, 
we can uh, devote Ren's career success uh, turnaround to, to Creighton. Oh, uh, the next rapid fire question is when you were uh, in the summer fun program at Manoa, my recollection of doing one year there was that there was always an end of the year dance. And I remember I had to dance to Life is a Highway by Rascal Flats. Do you have a favorite dance? Uh, I want to say, I think it was my second year as a leader. Me and uh, my partner, Trisha Arshiro, did uh, September. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah so I think that's uh, my favorite dance so far. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I think I did it, I was a leader for five years. So out of the five years I was there, that September dance is probably my favorite. Nice. All right. So you see that camera right there? I want you to look dead in the camera and <laughs> tell me who on the HPU roster you would go yard off of. Oh, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one of you guys, I'm going yard off, 100%. Should we, we should tag them all individually. <laughs> tag HPU baseball in there. <laughs> Well, uh, let's bring them out for, for summer and ma make that uh, showcase happen. We'll so see what Creighton can do. Three of our pitchers actually played for uh, No Clue, the first playoff game. Eddie's one of them. Eddie, Eddie went to my high school. Eddie Shiro, and Makuna Akia. They all played for that uh, No Clue team that I played the first playoff game with you guys with. Well, we're, we're going to let Creighton bat like one through five. And just like, <laughs> even if he gets out, we'll just turn him back to the plate yeah. and just take some hacks off of some <laughs> HPU pitching. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, Makana, our one of our clothes actually beat me in that last <laughs> inning. So, yeah. So there's some there's some blood, bad yeah. blood between I you mean, folks, huh? That's my guy, though. Shout out to Makana. I love that guy, man. But yeah, it, it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for uh, being a part of our rapid fire segment. I hope that was fun for you, as fun for you as it was for us. Um, kind of want to close out the the show today by getting your thoughts on. I think you've been pretty instrumental in the development of a lot of high school kids coming into college now in your position at HPU you get the opportunity to do some scouting to do some recruiting and um, really feature some talented local high schoolers coming up the ranks what's that been like for you um, and you know getting to see their their progression and is there anyone we should be looking out for this year maybe not so known uh I don't want to give away our secret tour on, so I'll, I'll keep that low key. But um, it's different. It's 100% different coaching from playing. Uh, been blessed with the opportunity to uh, work with Hoy Lee, HPU, uh, AMB is another pitching academy that I help out with. Uh, it's, it's amazing to see what these kids are capable of, man. And you know, really blessed to help them in any way I can, whether it be lifting, coaching, you know, just being there for them to just talk and hang out. Um, but completely different, I think Hawaii baseball is slowly starting to get the respect it deserves. You know, uh, not so we got to see more and more guys leaving, getting more opportunities, which is uh, really, I mean, we were all did it, we all were there, so we know the, how tough it is to get seen and you know get that college exposure. So I'm really glad that Hawaii's kind of you know, taking a step forward in that kind of process, and it's really, really, I'm really happy to see it. Don't you kind of wish you were born like five years later? <laughs> oh, I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm going to think I'm going to go D1 no matter what. <laughs> I, I would go D1 if Like, all these travel teams they have now, all these yeah, club teams, like, we didn't have any. We had Team Hawaii. That's pretty yeah, much that's it. it. Yeah. Is, is Team Hawaii still around? Yeah, Team Hawaii's still around, but... But uh, there's all these other teams now. Yeah. Like, it's not even the biggest thing anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, like, the, the Hawaii elite. I feel like that's mm -hmm. the, one of the biggest ones now. Yeah. Yes, shout out to Brandon Toro and his staff. Like, uh, they do a great job of getting these kids out there. Um, you know, the seniors this year were able to go down to Florida, uh, Florida and actually 
play the number one travel ball team and actually win a game. So, you know, that's, didn't they go to the field of dreams too? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. pretty sick. So I won, I won all these tournaments, you know, kind of setting the, the road and the pavement for the younger, younger kids. So they did a great job of doing that. Uh, it's a really cool thing. You know what I mean? Uh, Shout out Parker Grant, Marino guy. Right? Oh, uh, he pitched cool. Teacher animal. Yeah, he pitched his tail off and was able to beat Kane's national number one team. So, I mean, really, really excited to see what the future has for Hawaii kids. Well, I think that goes to show just your passion for giving back to the Hawaii baseball community. It's really such a tight-knit group. And, um, you know, I spent some time coaching for a brief amount of time. And, um, you know, getting to see the, the kids develop and, and progress is something that's just so rewarding about being a part of that and i think you're, you're doing god's work doing that i think it's really cool that uh now you're involved with hpu and we're getting to see a lot more of the the local talent on a national scale so um shout out to to coach cray for uh putting hoy on the map <laughs> um that's going to close out today's episode of under the lights presented by Danimals baseball just want to say thank you to to Mr. Coach Cray, my two co-hosts, Jaron and Brandon, Dr. Evil over there. <laughs> my name is Mr. Coach. We out.